The following audio is via a Skype call. Let's talk about your juicy love with me, Luna Drake. We explore relationships, dating, sacred union, communication, conscious love, healthy boundaries, and much more. As a dating and relationship coach for over five years, with a background in shamanic healing and metaphysical work, I've helped men and women, young and old, from all walks of life. My mission is to increase peace, joy, and love on planet Earth. So listen in and stay juicy. Yeah, boy, we're continuing the flow right here today. Uh, Yeah, your juicy love with Una Drake. I'm Dr. Pat. I get to hang out with Una like every month, every show, every time we do this. We just hang out, co-host this together. But your juicy love is something that Una Drake has created. And it doesn't just mean your relationship love. You know, uh, it means juicy love, juicy love of life, you know, juicy love in work. I mean, it doesn't matter what it is. Are you doing those things that will help you get there? Today, Una is talking about creativity and living a juicy life. I think this is one of the most important ideas brought to this the surface and to earth, even by Einstein. Una, it's great to have you, right? Don't you aren't you stoked about this? Absolutely. Thanks, Dr. Pat. Yeah. I think creativity is so important in living a full and juicy life. And uh, I'm really happy to to share about my mandala process today. So, so here you. we are, you and I, right? Little, little known secrets about us, right? You know, people know you for what you're doing in the world to help people come together to have intimate relationships. But what they don't know about us is that we, both of us, each of us has a creative side. I don't talk about it ever. And when I was ready and prepping for the show, I thought about this and I asked myself this question, how has creativity helped us and how does it help others step into their full, abundant, prosperous lives? What a great way to start that show. (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Well, I think creativity is so important because it can open us up to just parts of ourselves that we didn't have access to before. And I say that juicy, you know, my little acronym of juicy is joyful, union, inspiring, creative. Yes. And so I think there's an aspect of creativity in any juicy life and any juicy love. And uh, engaging in creative processes can help us open up to a broader range of what it is to be ourselves. And, and we can, by tapping into our own creativity, we can bring more of ourselves to our life. And we could just have more of ourselves available for living. Uh, you know, I so love this conversation. The other day, I did an interview Uh, with the woman who created Places of Light, beautiful artwork. Now she has a fabulous phone app uh, that is all about audio and bringing messages of light and healing through. And now I'm really struck as I went through prepared to talk with you. I'm struck by how many of our radio host family members are also artists or musicians. I was just totally floored by looking at that. But you're also one of these folks. You have been an artist your entire life, right? Yeah, yeah, basically. 
yeah. Yes, I have. Um, you know, not professionally an artist that entire time, of course, but um, <laughs> but I love art. And it, for me, it's always been an essential part of my own creative and expressive process. Yeah. So, I, and, and you bring it into your work because I see it in the work that you do to help people create juicy love relationships. I mean, the whole thing you do with mandalas and the workshop, I mean, it's incredible. How did you, or when did you rather, when is your first memory of the joy you got from creating art? Can, do you, can you remember that? Oh man. I think that it would be like in preschool, you know, I, I've just, I've loved art my entire life. In fact, um, my mom tells stories from me in pre in a kindergarten where I didn't want to talk to the other kids. I would just, I would just paint in a corner all day long. In fact, my teacher, I guess my kindergarten teacher complained about it, <laughs> but I just love to paint. I just love to, to be creative, you know? So I, and yes, at, at times in my life, I have preferred just uh, creating to actually interact yeah. with other people. So. And there's no judgment about it either, because one of the things I want to talk about, and I want to share this, um, somebody came over to my house not too long ago, and I was doing some house cleaning and rearranging, especially Linda was here. Let's just be truthful. Linda was here, and she's a Virgo, triple Virgo, so she's helping with that. But out of the closet comes in these... Um, what should I say, protected plastic covers, two comic books, right, from way back. And I was struck by and remembered how that brought me back to my childhood. My first or the first time that I can recall being inspired by creative arts was as a child. I would get these comic books and I would draw the comic characters. I didn't have a coloring book, but I would get the comic book. And then I would start to draw my own scenes of them. Yeah. And isn't that important for us to remember that every one of us is creative? Absolutely. Uh, absolutely. Um, and I think that I think that a lot of times uh, kids get shut down, you know, in childhood or by their teachers, you know, or comparing themselves to other kids who have more talent, you know, in, in art or can be more, can, can produce artwork that's more conventionally acceptable or whatever it is, you know, or some people are just, you know, some kids are able to make drawings that are more like what they they picture in their head, you know, and so they're they're happier with it. And some kids are not as happy, or maybe they're a Virgo and they're really critical of themselves and their what they produce, you know. But for anybody, we we all are creative, and the creative process itself, if we can just allow ourselves to take what I call micro risks, basically. I mean, I think that in any creative process, uh it, it, it involves a micro risk and there might not be an audience to, to put that risk in front of, you know, but anytime that you say draw on a blank page or, you know, create a painting on a blank canvas or even sit down to write a story on a, on a blank piece of paper, um, that's a micro risk. Like you're putting, you're literally putting a part of yourself out there and, uh, you know, even even if it's just for your own 
judgment, so to speak. You know, even if you're the only person who sees it, it is a risk. Like you have to be accepting of yourself and loving enough of yourself to not shut that down if it's not, if it doesn't quote, like meet your expectations. And I think that that's really important. Um, I think it's important to be able to do that because in taking those risks, you're expressing yourself and you're allowing yourself to, to take part in the process. You're allowing yourself to not be completely perfect all the time. You know, not that any of us is, but, uh, but it's, a uh, but Sometimes it feels scary, I think, for people. It is scary. To do that, I, you know? I, I was telling you before the break, and maybe during the break I'll go get one of these pieces. Um, I was telling you during the break that I went to a potluck, excuse me, a white elephant with my friends one Christmas, and they were giving away a gift nobody wanted, like 2,000 gold appetizer forks. And the minute I saw them, I knew that I would create something, these goddess heads with them. Cool. Never did it before. Didn't even have a, I, I, I just had no idea where that energy came from. But I followed it through and I did it. And so often we don't follow it through. We don't try it because we're afraid of how it would look or feel. And I knew that when I created these, I wasn't creating them. They created themselves. But what do you say to folks that really maybe in their past have been criticized for maybe some art they did? Or how can we help those folks start the process and give themselves that gift? That it, it, the outcome is not important. It's not about the outcome. And in my view, especially taking you know, coming from my background in uh, expressive arts therapy training, it's really about the process of creation. It's about the process of being creative. Uh, and it's not about what is actually produced. Uh, at least that that's my philosophy about it. I, I view art and the creative creative expression as inherently therapeutic. And I think it's it's just, it's about giving yourself the opportunity and the, the space to, you know, put paint to, to paper or, you know, put pen to paper, what it, whatever it is, however you create art, you know, or maybe it's making music, you know, I love visual arts and I've always loved painting and drawing. So that's what comes most naturally to me. And that's what I help people with in, in my mandala process. But honestly, it could be any creative expression and it's just, it's about allowing yourself to express yourself through some sort of creative medium. Because as you create, as you express, then you're, you're giving yourself a chance to, to process whatever it needs to be processed. It could be emotions. It could be negative emotions. It could be positive emotions. It could be joy. It could just be putting more of yourself into the world. And that's beautiful. Yeah. No matter what the quote outcome is, the outcome doesn't matter. It's about the process. Yeah. And we're going to take a short break when we come back. We're going to talk about the creative process. We're going to talk about, you know, what happens when we can learn to be more open. And this is part of the work you do with people. You really help folks get to that place of being more open. You know, what happens when we become more open? How do we do that connect to each other? Right. 
And how does creativity, how does that enhance the openness gene, that openness characteristic that each of us have? Because without that thing, we might as well be on our own planet. That's what I'm saying. Let's take a short break. Una Drake is in the house. We're taking your calls, your questions. Do you want to have some juiciness going on? 1-800-930-2819. 1-800-930-2819. We're going to take a short break. When we come back, we're going to tell you about what? The Mandala Play Shop. Of course we are. We'll be right back. Tune in to The Jen Royster Show, intuitive guidance to inspire your life, each Thursday at 8 a.m. Pacific and 11 a.m. Eastern on TransformationTalkRadio.com. This amazing show is an inspirational hour that will take you on an epic metaphysical journey to discover the spiritual approach to life's greatest challenges. Dr. Jen is an internationally known intuitive counselor, spiritual teacher, and energy healer. Call in for intuitive readings and visit JenRoyster.com for more information. Interested in deepening your spiritual practice? The School for Esoteric Studies offers online training to spiritual seekers from all paths of life and individual coaching. Our courses synthesize Eastern and Western spiritual traditions based on meditation, study, and service applied to everyday life. To learn more about our courses and services, please visit www.esotericstudies.net. A word of caution. If you prefer the status quo and you are not interested in improving every aspect of your life, this book will trigger the shift out of you. The Truth is Funny, Shift Happens is available now. Author Colette Steffen brings the powerful knowledge and life-changing energy and empowerment from the radio airwaves to the pages of her new book. To get your copy in paperback or ebook, visit thetruthisfunny.com today. Practice living in wholeness and achieve fulfillment in your life with your body in full service to you. Sign up for the Body Tune-Up. Six online classes designed for radical self-healing and self-regeneration. Go to CorneliaStephanie.com. Evolve. Become a practitioner now. Are you ready to make deep, lasting, transformative changes? Then tune in each month on Transformation Talk Radio for Susanna Jameson's hit show, Love Light Sound Radio. During her show, Susanna inspires and supports spiritually and health-conscious individuals all over the world to reconnect with their hearts, their inner peace, and balance. Love Light Sound Radio. Transformation happens here now. For more information, visit SusannaJameson.com. Is traditional medicine not working for you? Do you still feel as if your health isn't 100%? Here at the Holistic Medical Center, Dr. Nushin Darvish and the qualified staff look through the dimensions of wellness and start a healing plan prioritized to your needs. Our physicians assess the whole you until complete health is achieved. Get the help you need by visiting drdarvish.com or call 425-451-0404. Yeah, 
Welcome back, everyone. Una Drake is in the house. This is a fabulous hit show that she does. And boy, do you guys love it. Your juicy love with Una Drake. Today, we're talking about creativity and living a juicy life. I'm Dr. Pat. I get to co-host this amazing show. Um, Today is an invitation for everyone to be looking at places in your life that you know, you know you want to step out, let that creative juice flow but somehow you don't. And that's why we're going to be talking about openness and uh, emotional availability. But before we do, Una, two things. How can people find out more about you and talk about creativity, right? Uh, Sure. As we speak, something's going to be going on here. Yeah, absolutely. So um, this evening, if you want to experience this Mandala play shop in person and you're in the Seattle area, Come to East West Bookshop in Seattle. It's near 65th and Roosevelt. It's East West Bookshop. Uh, it's, it's from 6:30 to 8:30 p.m. I'll do. I'll be doing a mandala play shop, and this is a a process that I've developed uh, over basically 20, almost 20 years now of working with methods uh, taken from expressive arts therapy, and uh, this particular process that I lead people through. I've been doing this workshop for many years. And for many people, it's an extremely cathartic experience where they're able to access their own wisdom and their own intuition, but then not just keeping it in uh, in the intuitive realm, but bringing it into actual practical insights that, that you can implement, you can do stuff with in your real life. So it's like accessing your creativity and also making it practical so that it's actionable and you can do stuff with it and it means something in your real practical life. Does that make sense? Yeah. I mean, I love it because it's a way to get things moving. It's also a great play shop to do with another person too. Absolutely. Sure. Yeah. I mean, I think it's wonderful when we can kind of share creativity, even if we don't do the same things. Um, so, you know, that's just one thing that you do, uh, you know, part of this and part of why the play shop is so important is because we're talking about each of us learning how to become more open, you know, how do we become more open and why is it that that openness enables us to connect more with people? Yes. Well, openness is a really Uh, It's an important part of emotional availability because uh, the the characteristic of openness, when we are open uh, in our, just, it's like a personality characteristic, basically. We are curious about the life, about life in general. We're curious about other people. We're curious about how other people think and how they feel. And we can... um, we're open to new experiences. So basically by being open, it's the opposite of being like closed or you know, cl- uh, not open to new experiences. So, I mean, if you think about like fundamentally, um, how easy are you to get to know? How easy would it be for someone who would say interested in you, bringing this back to the relationships field, you know, which is our main topic on this show, um, how easy, or hard would it be for someone who was, say, interested in getting to know you to actually talk to you and get to know you? Yeah. You know, if you're fundamentally an open person, then you're going to be approachable. You're going to be curious. You're going to be open to talking to 
someone that you don't already know. You know, you're, <laughs> Think about like at a party, you go to a party and some people are just naturally approachable and some people you're, you might look at them. They might, you might even be a little bit curious about them, but they give this vibe, like, don't talk to me. Yeah. And, uh, you know, that's not the only thing involved with the characteristic of openness. But if you think about it from that lens, like how open are you being in your life? How many new things are you trying? How many new groups are you going to in a given week? Uh, et cetera. So how, how easy it is, is it for someone to get to know you? Um, you know, obviously if you're in a situation where you're, you want to meet a partner, increasing your openness is going to help you in that process. Does that make sense? Yeah. And it, it is really, and look, what a safe way to try and learn. Oh, because, yeah. you know, how many times you work with couples, you work with individuals that are looking for their soulmate. And this one part, this openness part, is really the key. It's not only the key to somebody else really getting to know you really well, but the idea of being open allows us to really do more scanning or or let's just say more important scanning about who it is we're in front of right here. And openness is that thing that allows the energy of the universe, the thought mind of the universe to come in to provide us with insights that we wouldn't have otherwise. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, so in, in, you know, trying to help clients, you know, in, in, especially increasing, um, increasing clients who might know that they're a little bit closed down or they might kind of struggle with openness or they might struggle with, um, you know, really feeling safe to connect with another person. Um, I wanted to do my best to put together, you know, things that, that I could solid suggestions that I could make to other people to increase their own openness and increase their own capacity for emotional connection with other people, because this is something that, that a lot of people do really struggle with. And that's where it gets down to creativity. I mean, I think that increasing our creativity and increasing our own openness to our own creative process can be a really vital first step in increasing our overall openness in terms of life as a whole and our own openness in relationships with other people, including, you know, a romantic relationship. Does yeah, that make sense? Because- it totally makes sense. But, you know, what also makes sense is openness is also not just being open in our mind, but it's about the heart, the energy of the heart, isn't it? Yeah. 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 That's what it really comes down to, because when we can be open with our open in general, we become more emotionally attuned and we become more emotionally attuned to other people. We become more sensitive to beauty. We become more sensitive to um, our own feelings and, and knowing our own feelings and accepting our own feelings and experiences is fundamental to emotional intelligence. And because the you know, one of the first parts is just knowing how you feel and knowing what your own needs are and then being able to express that to another person. But first you have to know it yourself and you have to be able to be open to what's going on inside of you. And 
working through that in a creative process where it's safe and you have a safe way to process whatever emotions are coming up can be a really um, wonderful first, again, first step in, in that process overall, because you're getting to know yourself and you're expressing it first, just maybe in a very small way where you're the only one who's going to see it, whether it's writing or drawing or music, you know, you don't have to share it with anybody, but if you can even just express it for yourself, that's a way of getting it out of your insights, basically. So it's, you're putting it out so that you can see it and almost kind of creating like a dialogue so that you can dialogue with your creation. So, and it's a way of just getting it out, getting it expressed or something fundamentally therapeutic about expression and self-expression. I think as human beings, we're fundamentally creative beings. Yeah. I, I actually work with some of the most creative people that I've ever come across. I mean, I thought about this earlier today and so do you. But I thought about this, and and if I looked at my corporate career, I am the least likely person to be in a career or to have been predicted to be in a career where I'm surrounded by extraordinary people, people that are open, they create. And I'm not just talking about creating art. You're going to show us in the next segment some of your art, some of the healing uh, elements of creativity. But I'm talking about folks that have that inside creativity energy to create new technology or to create new ideas for communicating to people. Um, Not just about creating great sliders and banners and stuff like that, but truly tapping into all of the elements and all of the senses to create. When we come back, I'm going to ask you about how do we engage all of the senses our sixth sense, all of them in the creative process. And what happens when we do? How does that help us heal emotions? Yeah, that's the favorite. Let's take a short break. We'll be right back. Una Drake is in the house. When we come back, I'm going to give you lots of information. Don't forget, please write this down. You know, she's got a mandala play shop at East West Books tonight. Uh, Wednesday tonight, 8.30, I think it is, or is it? Uh, it's 6.30. It's 6.30 to 8.30, 8:30. yeah. Yeah, so much it's- fun. And we're going to talk more about that when we come back. Uh, what is it about art, creativity, and all of the above that completely taps into our cells to heal? Stay tuned. We'll be right back. Dr. Pat Show, Talk Radio to Thrive By. I am so thrilled to be talking to all of you. We have got Talk Radio for all of us. Are you ready and willing and able to accept all of the abundance you can muster up in your life? Check us out at drpatshow.com, transformationtalkradio.com, transformationradio.fm. Oh my goodness. Are you stuck in unhealthy habits, toxic relationships, or low self-esteem? Do you crave a life of inspiration, love, self-acceptance, and fun? Sounds like you're on the verge, on the verge to your next big thing. 
Join Laura Richer, host of On The Verge Radio, helping you use your breakdown for a breakthrough, overcome life's greatest challenges, and live the life you want and deserve. Tune in each month on Transformation Talk Radio or visit seattlehealinghypnosis.com for more information. Tune in to E3 Influence Radio. Own your impact. Master your world. In this new hit show, Sarah Luce, empowerment coach and spiritual mentor, teaches us how to achieve our greatest potential to positively affect everything and everyone. The time is now to enlighten our minds, empower our hearts, and take energized action to raise the consciousness of our planet. Sarah shows us how with simple, easy-to-implement steps. To find out more about Sarah Luce and her E3 Influence program, visit sarahluce.com. Tune in to the hit show, Raging Skillet Radio, mouthing off with Chef Rossi. Chef Rossi mouths off about different subjects in pursuit of breaking down walls and opening up your minds. She and Dr. Pat banter back and forth, taking from the headlines of the day on subjects that reach beyond what goes on in the world into your hearts. And go to theragingskillet.com to find out more and let Chef Rossi know what's on your mind. Tune in to Knowledge Book Radio with host Marge Potasic each Tuesday at 1 p.m. Pacific, 4 p.m. Eastern on TransformationTalkRadio.com. Through many experiences, Marge was led to the Knowledge Book, a gift to humanity in its transition to the Golden Age, and it provided the truth and the answers. She now shares information from the Knowledge Book with you each week on TransformationTalkRadio.com. For more information, visit USA.TheKnowledgeBook.net. The Truth is Funny, Shift Happens with Colette Marie Steffen is excited to welcome Karen Benton as a monthly guest host. Tune in on the third Wednesday of each month at 8 a.m. Pacific time to regain confidence and trust in your capacity to create change in your life, your health, your family, and your well-being. Karen Benton is a mother, nurse practitioner, certified body talk practitioner, Franklin Method instructor, and owner of Limitless Living LLC. For more information about Karen, visit KarenBenton.com. Everybody, welcome back. I'm Dr. Pat. Great to connect with all of you. Um, thank you for tuning us in, turning us on. If you want to find out more about us, go to the drpatshow.com or go to transformationtalkradio.com. Um, you could just Google us as well. Lots of information about our fabulous hosts, uh, such as my fabulous uh, co-host today, Una Drake. Uh, and we are talking about creativity right now. And I, I do have a question that came in. But um, again, we're going to talk about this play shop you're doing tonight. Um, one of the questions that came in, and let me just let me just drop the question in here. And uh, first of all, the question talks about uh, acknowledging my comic book uh, obsession. And no, I don't have the original Wonder Woman issue number one book which is worth $90,000. I don't quite have that early, but I do have an early version. Um, and the question really is, uh, how do we go through this creativity process and not judge ourselves? You know, I am my own worst critic. And, um, and you know, that's an interesting question because when I was a kid and I was literally copying these comic book characters, I never thought about, am I doing them good enough? I was so plugged into the creative process of them. 
it's only getting older that I start to self-audit. And I think that's part of what we're going to talk about now is how do we quiet Una, our, self, our, our self-critic and what is the process that you use in the, in the workshop that allows everybody, regardless of where you think they are, to participate? Sure. Well, I think those are two two separate two important yeah. questions and but two separate things. Um first about the how do you not self-audit, you know, how do you kind of quiet the inner critic so that you can just allow yourself to create. And I think uh the first part is to um to just create art for yourself. You know, don't don't try to create art in front of, or don't put your creations in front of people where there's a chance of being criticized, at least at first, like create in a safe place. And if you need to create a safe place for yourself to create, then do that. You know, maybe that's in a journal, maybe that's in a a private space that you don't let other people access until you feel more confident and you want to share it. You know, that's about, about kind of setting healthy boundaries and, uh, and setting boundaries that protect your own vulnerability and your own, you know, that allow yourself to, to let that little seed of creativity grow in a safe place. Uh, and then the second thing it just internally is just, just do it, you know, try to access the joy in the process and eventually, you know, the inner critic, I think, I think nobody's inner critic completely goes away ever. I mean, I know all creative people struggle, struggle with having some critic inside, you know, and that part of the process, part of the creative process is to just do it, you know, Mm -hmm. just, you know, just keep on doing it and find the joy in the process because there is joy. There's real release in creative expression. Um, but you have to, to do it to get to that point where yeah, the joy yeah. can come out. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, and, you know, part of this too is you use a process and walk people through the process as you do in the play shop. But part of that too is the energy of going through a creative process and how healing it could be to the heart, to our emotions, but also to the body. And yeah. you brought some of your own art today that you were going to share with folks um, because time and time again, folks talk about how much relief they get from whatever is going on, whatever bothers that bothering them once they engage in a creative process, right? Absolutely. Yeah. And so, um, first of all, I want to talk about like, what is a mandala? Like a mandala in my definition is any artwork, any visual artwork that's done in a circular format. So yeah, I'll just, I'll just show some, these are some that I, this is one I did. Um, Oh, I don't know many, oh, probably over 10 years ago, this wow. one, um, this one's also, Oh, I don't know, probably 2009 or something. Um, and, um, here's one, um, this one's watercolor, uh, shows Mm. two figures. Um, and, uh, there's just, there's many, many, um, 
here's one that's just again you know watercolor on paper again it's not about the product i'm not right, trying right. to frame this and put it on my wall i'm just it's about the process it's about the creative process and um there's something about having a circular format that a circle represents wholeness like in symbolically and just on an intuitive level it represents wholeness and completeness and and i believe that really at the core all of us are whole and complete and that part of the healing process and the creative process is about coming into and acknowledging and discovering our own wholeness and our own completeness and working in a in a creative way with a circular format i believe helps us to do that in fact yeah. um there's uh some some quotes uh here's um you know here's a quote from a, a an author that i really like you know when we create a mandala we make a personal symbol that reveals who we are in the moment the circle we draw contains even invites conflicting parts of our nature to appear. Yet even when conflict surfaces, there is an undeniable release of tension when making a mandala. And that's that's part of the beauty of this whole process. So when I work with people in, in this, in, for example, in the play shop tonight, um, I invite people first to come and, and verbalize this a specific question that they have, or as as narrowly as possible, define an issue that they're dealing with. So if they can phrase it in terms of a question, that's great. Sometimes it's just an overall area or issue that that they're struggling with, because um, all of us struggle with something all yeah. the time. <laughs> yeah. Um, and um, and then uh, and I have them write it down. I, I have a processing sheets that have um, like specific things to to go through so that your left the left side of your brain the logical side of your brain can rest because there's a worksheet for that <laughs> <laughs> um, so uh, so you write it down you write down what's your what you're working on then I I have people get out all the art materials that they want to use and uh, you know some people like to use watercolor some people like to use oil pastels or chalk pastels or pens or whatever it is. But um, I like people to have an idea of what they're going to use ahead of time and then lay out the, their materials in front of them. And then I invite people to close their eyes and I lead people through a short guided meditation so that they can really calm down yeah. and go within and um, and get the insight and the wisdom that they need. And invariably people come back from the guided meditation with something, some sort of visual image. They may not have, in fact, they usually don't have like a completely full blown solution to their problem that they totally understand at first, but they'll come back with images. They'll come back with colors. They'll come back with something from their into that guided meditation process that they can then come out of the meditation and still in a meditative state, put it in some visual form into the mandala, into the circle with using the, the creative supplies that we've already laid out so that the creation of the mandala is done in a very meditative way directly from the meditation 
in the whatever intuitive gift they've gotten from the meditative process. Then once they have the the their mandala, and, and usually I say, you know, people sometimes ask, well, how do I know when my mandala is done? Yeah. And that's an intuitive process, but usually people have some sort of inner knowing, like a little click will happen when it's complete. And I love that because it's like, then you, it's like an intuitive way that you know that you've created something that's whole and complete. And you may still not know what the answer is, but then, then uh, this is where it gets a little bit into the left brain. You know, mm -hmm. then you can start to analyze it from like a symbology type of view, still intuitive, but you're saying like, okay, what colors did I, did I put down? What does that symbolize to me? Or, you know, what message does this image seem to be saying? Or what am I getting out of this thing that I have created? What is it saying to me? Like I, I let someone through this process, um, a client, a few, um, couple months ago and, uh, and she animals appeared to her in her vision and she put them in her mandala. There was like rabbit and deer and some other symbols that were about, uh, creativity and, uh, fertility and about, uh, and you know, she, she was, uh, you know, wanting to meet someone and wanting to, um, you know, have a romantic relationship. And, uh, and these symbols, directly, directly, um, from a symbolic level, these animals that showed up in, in her mandala were directly connected to her desire for a relationship, even though she didn't know those symbolic meanings at the time that she put them, that they appeared in her guided meditation. And then she put them into the mandala, but she had this connection with them because it came from her. Yeah. Yeah. And then and it was like a gift from her own intuition, from spirit to her, that she then had a deeper understanding and a deeper connection with those elements that she could then have ho hope for that and bring it, bring that energy into her life in a new way. Does that make sense? Well, I'll tell you what it does do. It talks to the power of the work that you do with people. It really addresses what many have said decades and decades ago, that our life experiences not only get embedded in the energy of our heart, but they get embedded at the cellular level. And, you know, when I think about the creative process and how we use and can use almost all of our senses, including our sixth sense, that we have the ability through what you're referring to as openness to really look at and move through beautifully different aspects of our life that are buried in our subconscious and bring them forward to be healed. And I, I think that that is super powerful. Now we're finding out that art therapy, for example, you know, uh, when I when I went to school, I wanted to incorporate art therapy into my practice and it wasn't approved. You know, it wasn't a thing. Now what we're learning is that the ability for children especially to represent themselves in whatever way they want to artistically is so therapeutic at so many levels 
of who we are. And I think that's what you're talking about. Absolutely. Yes. And uh, you mentioned children in art therapy. And of course, um, I think with with kids, it can be so important because sometimes, uh, you know, kids don't have the words to verbalize what's going on. You know, talking therapy, of course, has been the standard with adults for, you know, over 100 years now in, you know, psychotherapy practice and stuff. But, uh, you know, kids often can't talk or don't just literally don't have the vocabulary and the ability to talk about what's going on, but they can draw or they can color, they can do something to create. Well, honestly, I think the same or similar applies for adults too. Sometimes we don't have the ability to verbalize our own emotions or we don't, um, you know, maybe we just don't have the toolkit or we weren't ever given the means to really understand our own emotions from a verbal perspective, but we still feel them and they still impact our life. And I think so many of us, even adults can access our, our emotions much more easily through, um, through intuitive means and through, you know, visual or some sort of creative expression. Um, and that comes more readily than verbalizing it. Does that mm-hmm. make sense? Yeah, well, what what, what I think we're talking about is really an invitation for people because uh, part of what happens, especially if we want to take the leap and talk about relationships for a minute, that also is uh, the work that you do as an expert in that field as we talk about relationships and yet we don't have a way, you know, to help people move from really a protective shell, you know, in some cases a closed shell. Uh, to to start to move and peel that back and become more and more and more open in a safe place. See, that's, I think, the key word to what you and I are talking about today. You know, I'm not talking about like, boom, go out there and like engage and there you are, because uh, it doesn't happen that way, especially it doesn't happen in a safe emotional place. But what you're talking about is enabling people to take the steps to build their outer confidence and their inner strength. And Absolutely. that's important in the world today. Yeah, yeah. So I, I guess if I didn't explicitly say it, I always create a safe place in the, you know, in the beginning of my workshops, I set it up so that, you know, anything you create is okay, you know, and we're not here to criticize each other. And you can share your mandala with other people at the end if you want to, but you don't have to. It, it It's absolutely creating a safe place place is a safe container to express yourself and to bring whatever comes forward forward. Um, And just talking about um, kind of the therapeutic process of this, I want to share the story of of this mandala. I think I shared it earlier. I don't know if you can see, but it has like a little dog uh, with a rose on its head. And then there's like an elephant up here with, um, with a heart. So it's, it might seem kind of kind of dumb or naive or whatever, but honestly, this was one of the most powerful and moving mandalas that I ever created for myself because I had just gone through a really painful breakup that I was extremely upset about at the time. And um, I was doing my own mandala process for myself to deal with my emotions. And um, and when the dog appeared with the rose on its head, I mean, in the in the the elephant's actually it's Ganesh, 
um, who's meaningful to me. But I, I was like, why is there a dog? I don't get it, you know? But then after thinking about it, I realized that one of the things that was missing for me in the relationship that I just ended was a feeling of like, I, like what I really wanted in a relationship that I hadn't been getting was like a really having a sense that my partner like really was happy to see me, was really excited, mm -hmm. was really that devotion it, that kind of a dog can symbolize, you know, yeah. like a, like a, and when I realized that, that symbolism and that, oh, I guess I didn't realize that I was even missing that in a relationship, it allowed me to tune in to some of that energy of, oh, okay, that's, I guess, what I need to focus on. That's what I'm missing. That's what I really want, for example, in, in the romance represented by the rose, for example. Mm. And, and um, you know, Ganesh showing up in that, in that process as well, it was like, oh, Ganesh is going to open, open the doors for me, you know, that it's, it's a, it can, I can be gifted with this, that the, it's just, I just have to keep going a little bit more and it's there, you know, and it really gave me hope to move, to keep on going and, um, to keep hope alive, you know, for that relationship that I really wanted. And, um, and it, and it allowed me to kind of tune in on that energy that I didn't even, I had no idea how to articulate what was missing in the past relationship. Yeah. But that symbol of the little puppy dog with the rose on his head, kind of silly, but it was very meaningful for me. And it allowed me to understand what, what I really wanted. Does that make sense? Well, what it does is it actually allows you to completely experience full expression of yourself in whatever layers of yourself you are. Uh, it, you know, we all have layers. We have layers, you know, even at birth, we come into this world and we have the layers of the experience of our mothers and our fathers and, you know, what we experienced in growing in, in the birth cycle. And then we're born into this world and we create layers. We have layers and layers and layers that become us. Um, and creativity is such an important role. I mean, we look at people that are iconic figures in so many ways uh, that we can point to. And we look at what we know about them in our modern time. So we don't, we can't go back and look at artists centuries ago, right? You know, we know something about them, but we could take a look at now the artists or the creative people right now. And the most creative people, according to an article I read the other day, and people may or may not agree, are not the artists we see with their beautiful paintings, maybe uh, in a, 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 a gallery in Soho, right? I mean, clearly that's a group of people. We're looking at these people that are creating a new version of fantasy for the world. Whether it's uh, Stan Lee, who, by the way, is still alive, right? Stan Lee, uh, better known as Stan Lieber, uh Born in 1922, he's 95. He does cameo appearances in all of the Marvel superhero movies. 
but he is the creator. So now we're seeing a level of creativity to the mass public that they are relating to. Because I know, and you know, that Iron Man isn't really a thing. It's, it's a comic book thing. But yet, when you go to the movie theater, like I went to the latest Infinity Wars, right? A row of kids all dressed up in these comic book characters. And so does it make sense? Absolutely it makes sense. Because the one thing that we are all hungry for is the level of creativity that enables us to surprise, to do, to express. And I think that's the work that you do in integrating creativity and love all together for juiciness. Absolutely. Yeah, that's that's really well put. Um, so I think, yeah, the more creativity that we can bring into our lives, the juicier we'll be. You know, yeah. the juicier our lives will be and the juicier our relationships can be as well. Well, I want to make sure that everybody knows about the workshop. So tell folks about it. Also tell them about Juicy Love, how they can find out more about that, how they can work with you directly, all of the above. Thank you so much for today. And then also, I'd love to get your personal message. Sure. Yeah. Well, people can get a hold of me at my website, unadrake.com. And also on this show, I'm giving away five brief tarot readings. Uh, if you email me with, uh, if you email me, um, I, I forget what I said to put in the, in the thing, but put tarot in the, uh, in the subject line. Or just, the, just, e- just email, just Una email me. Yeah. That. Una at okay. unadrake.com. And I'm giving away five, uh, short first tarot five. readings. Um, yeah. First five people, first five people who respond. Yeah. Right. Uh, so, my website's unadrake.com. The workshop tonight, the, the Mandala Play Shop tonight is, uh, again, it's it's Wednesday. Today is Wednesday, May 23rd, for anyone who might be watching the recording. Uh, but it, the workshop is at uh, East West Bookshop in Seattle from 6.30 to 8.30 p.m. So come on down. I'd love to see you there. Um, yeah. And... I, uh, my personal message yeah. is stay juicy, stay juicy, yeah. stay engaged with the creative process, stay engaged in expressing yourself and living a juicy life. You've been listening to Your Juicy Love with me, Una Drake. Tune in each month as Dr. Pat and I co-host together, creating juicy conversations and every second Monday at 12 p.m. on Transformation Talk Radio. I interview amazing guests and you'll learn how to transform your relationships so you can stay juicy. To learn more about me or to listen to past shows, visit my website at unadrake.com. The preceding audio was via a Skype call.